This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome, movie lovers. This is Dimitri Panos from the Popcorn Talks Anatomy of a Movie. And today we have an awesome, wonderful supplemental piece to Sicario 2, Day of Soldado, where I have the actor... Dan Davidson, and the actor, not the famous country music star from Canada. Who knew they had country music up in Canada? Stay tuned. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Anatomy of a Movie. Hey, welcome, movie lovers. Welcome back again. My name again is Dimitri Panos. And this is Popcorn Talk's Anatomy of a Movie. We have a very special supplement to our Sicario 2, or Sicario 2 Soldado, or Sicario 2 The Day of Soldado. It has so many titles for this. And I've got a very special guest, very excited to talk to Dan Davidson, who's actually in the movie. In the movie. So, Dan, hello. Hey, Dimitri. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's... Trust. It's our pleasure that you're on board. So, uh, as I said at the top... You are not the Dan Davidson, who's the famous country star from Canada. Do not give places. him any more any any more but screen what's up time. With that? I was doing. Well, I was, he's robbed uh, me doing, of my uh, my social like my, my highest like when you do a search on me. He's son like, of a bitch! I know. Yeah. I did a search on you. I needed research. On you. Yeah, I'm down at the bottom of the first page. I'm like, I gotta I gotta take I, this guy out. When I do, wow, you. I don't want to be the guy to tell this, what? but you were third from the bottom when I looked. Uh-oh. So. <laughs> i got to get back up there. So that how's it going? going? It's going great. It's going great. It's That's good to be fantastic. here. Yeah. I love Thank that music. You. I just love that, that soundtrack. We spent about 10 minutes talking about that music uh, and what it means to this movie and that composer and his work in The Arrival and the first mm-hmm. Sicario mm-hmm. and how it really sets a tone. Oh, it's it's right? it's, it's great. It's just like I just when it's playing in the background, I'm like, oh, I want to go watch it again. It, yeah, it's it's really great score. So, um, so I want to learn all about you. And before we do, so in Sicario Two, who, who do you play? I play uh, Colonel, so the, Colonel Kenneth Walter. Right. I am uh, in a small supporting role, and I uh, have a wonderful scene. There is me. no such thing as a small supporting uh, role. Every yeah, role is a big role. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. It's a monster role. <laughs> I stole the scene from Josh Brolin. Of course you did. <laughs> um, yeah, but it was, it was just, an, just a pleasure to be able to work with one of my favorite actors. I mean, I yeah. absolutely loved this guy for a long time, and then just to be on set with him was just an amazing experience. Fantastic. And I want to get to, we're, obviously, we're here to talk Sicario too, and I want to get to that, but I also want to learn more about you. And I want our audiences to learn, because uh, we have this rare opportunity here where where you folks, you can, like, you're, you're a fast star, rising up-and-comer. You have this great background where you were, a, you're a stand-up comic, mm-hmm. and you're going into movies, you're making this transition to, from, from comedy, from being a comedian, to acting, <laughs> to doing commercials. And, you know, a lot of the viewers here... Uh, it, it is worldwide, mm-hmm. but we have some in su- Southern California, and they too are looking to, you know, 
figure out their their way in life. So I always love to bring that story and say, how'd you do it? And where's it going? What are you doing? So from from what I was able to to, to, to glean, so Indiana, how mm-hmm. big of a family were you? Did you come from? Uh, my parents had six kids. I was six six kids. kids yes, this is back when they're uh, they needed farmers, <laughs> so they had to they had to breed young farmers. So we were we were <laughs> like field hands. That's what we were. Uh, and I was the youngest, so I had to do the most. You know. Um, but yeah, I was the youngest of everyone, so and, and I was a super super shy kid growing up, um, and and I around my family because everybody it was just chaos. It was just chaos, and you know, six kids within seven years, you know, oofa, so, yeah, oofa, oh. exactly. Um, yeah, so it was like I was just this shell shocked kid, you know, and I um, just my childhood was just like just swarming, swarming, swarming. I was like, this this can't be right. This can't uh-huh. be right. This is not the way life should be. Yeah. So then um, I would just observe everybody, observe everybody. And then uh, once I would go to school and, and I would you know, just share my personality with like, like a little close group of friends. Right. Then they'd always laugh. And, um, and then ultimately I, um, I would hear the same things from my teachers as I did from my, par- uh, from my peers. Because my peers would be like, oh, man, you should be a comedian. Oh, you should be a comedian. Oh, you should be a comedian. And then the teachers would be like... Oh, what do you think you're a comedian? What do you think you're a comedian? <laughs> and so then I, I started going. Wait a minute, I'm hearing the same thing. Maybe this is something I should look into. Um, and didn't funny. even know what it was when I was young. But then I was, I was in. I, th- I believe it was eighth grade, and I was I was sick, um, so I didn't have to go to school the next day. Right. And I saw the Tonight Show for the first time, and Johnny Carson had this guest, um, uh, Charlie uh, Callis, on. And I was like, oh, wait a second. You know, he got up and did stand up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I just Charles watched Thomas, it. And yeah. I'm just like, oh, this guy's amazing. Yeah. And uh, then I, I was laughing and stuff. So my parents heard me laugh and they're like, oh, you're not sick. You can go to school <sighs> tomorrow. So, I mean, that was fine because I went and did. Uh, I did some Charlie Callis at school, and I was just I, I crushed no it. Way. I crushed it. Charlie Callis. <laughs> Char- There's probably two members of our audience, you and me, <laughs> who know who Charlie Callis is. Three. Sorry, Charles. Oh, oh, yeah, I forgot. Yeah. We, we have a third. He's the silent partner here. He's sitting on our couch. There's no camera <laughs> on him, but he's waving hello to you. Three people who know who Charlie Callis is. Uh, that's the, <laughs> I crushed Charlie Callis I in crushed. high school. That's great. Now, did your parents, like, ever, like, did your family, like, if there were family functions, were you the funny kid? No, 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 oh, no. Like when I told when I when when I uh, uh, came out and said I wanted to do stand up comedy, my, everybody in my family was like, "What?" All right, let's go back. What? How did that happen? Okay, how did that come about? Like, where when was it that you said, "Hmm, I want to give this a shot"? Oh, because you're in Indiana, right? Yeah. So, were there a lot of comedy clubs? Like, no. How did no, you get is, to this practice? Is so early on, like when I saw sure. Charlie Callis. Right. I knew I had to do that thing. That, okay. Whatever that thing he's doing, I need to do that, right. even though I'm scared to death. And so it wasn't until I was maybe 20, 21, where I started looking. I'm like, oh, you know, I'm painfully shy at that point. You know? Sure. So I have to go out. I have to look up this comedy club, the closest one. And I drove uh, an hour each direction <laughs> just to sign up for an open mic night. And the first two weeks, I couldn't even get out of the car i couldn't even get out of the car i told everybody i was going to do this thing that i'm this is going to be my whole life you know right and i couldn't get out of the car and then i come back and they're like hey how did it go how did it go and i'm like uh, I, I 
didn't do it. Uh, didn't do it. <laughs> you know, I, I'm right now. I'm I'm a little bit amazed because going into the world of stand up comedy is one of the most brutal things that that a person can endure. Yeah. If if ever there is an instant, I mean, outside of social media today, one profession where the reaction is instant, mm-hmm. it's at a stand up comedy oh, club, yeah. Oh, yeah. and there are people out in the audience who are just looking to take you down. Yeah. And this being the shyest kid. And I understand. So two weeks. So your first show, when you come up to that mic. I had to go on because my brother and roommate showed up to the show. I'm like, oh, I can't cancel. I can't cancel now. I have to do it. So, yeah. It was, it was um, you know, I had, it was like a five-minute set I think I was right. doing. So and I just I had practiced it so often. And, you know, but you, 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 you can never practice it for that experience. You can you right. practice but if it's quiet, was it Charlie Callis? No, 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 no. <laughs> this is all my own stuff. Um, and you know, I, you know, looking back, it's it's almost like a when you get a laugh, it's it's almost like a drug. I mean, yeah. it, it, it it supplies endorphins <clears throat> to you, and and you might inflate it because I, I went out to eat with my roommate afterwards. I'm like. I'm like, did you hear what they, did you hear that thunder of applause when I did that one thing? And he's like, well, you know, sort of. (laughs) They kind of chuckled. Now, I have to ask, was any of this family related? So you said your brother was in the audience. Uh Like, were you, you kid with love? Uh Like, was there anything like where the brother was like. Man, that was a while ago. I can't remember that five minutes that I did. But yeah, I mean, ultimately then I started implementing some stuff. Because like I I remember um, uh, after I'd gone, I I called my mom the next day and told her I got up. I'm like, I did this thing. And she's like, oh, you didn't cuss, did you? (laughs) Well, did you? All she was worried about was (laughs) being embarrassed. I was at the comedy club and your son was up there cussing up a yeah, star. Yeah, exactly. That's awesome. Yeah. But you didn't, did you? I did. Oh, good did. for you. Yeah. All right. So, all right. Now I'm going to ask, like, as a stand-up comedian, you've been doing this for how many years? Good Lord. Uh, 25 years, right. something like 25. that. Yeah, okay. yeah, 25 years. So, um, what was your... Because you said, you like, it's great to get a laugh, mm-hmm. right? But whenever I hear comedians being interviewed, the thing that they they seem to remember, everybody seems to remember, I think this just happens in life. You seem to remember the worst, even more than the greatest. What was your worst (laughs) night as a stand-up comic? Uh, Atlantic City. I was playing the resort. I, well, I I knew it. You were gonna. Even it's Atlantic in City. It's like a, just a little vortex of just, of just. I just knew you were gonna know that. You probably, What's the name of the club? Uh, it was the resorts. <laughs> the resorts. Uh, it was the uh, Catch a Rising Star. I had you know they had just put this comedy club into the casino out there, and it wasn't in a high traffic area. Right. So they it wasn't being promoted that well. Right. So I was working. I was uh, it was a two man show. I was going up first, um, and Catch Raising Star always used to have a like a piano player open yep. up while people were being seated, puts sure. everybody in a good mood. Then I come up and do my thing for thirty minutes. And it's uh, and it, it was it was a tough week. I had to do a lot of imp- improvisation with the audience because nobody was coming back there. It was it was probably mostly sixty year olds and above, and I think I was huh. like about thirty five at the time. And I'm like, oh, uh, how am I going to connect with these guys? <laughs> and so I would do some localized stuff about being on the boardwalk and all that right. stuff, and and I, and I got it to work. I got I got the the week by the end of the week it was. Good. <laughs> 
Going well. By the time you had to leave, I nailed it. Yeah. No, well, no. And then it's like no. there, the maitre d' was there. I'm like, hey, is there any way you can get somebody under 40 in this room so I can really crush? <laughs> and so she, she's like, oh, it's not my problem. You know? <laughs> and then the late show on Saturday, in walks, the room is just packed. And it's with everybody like I had asked for. Right. But I could watch. I was in the back of the room watching people come in. In their body language, you know, they'd... They'd lost right. money at the casino. They'd been drinking most of the day, and I'm like, "Oh, this is not. This is. This doesn't make for a great show here." And she's like, "Hey, this is the crowd you're asking for." And I got up there, and they were just, just the most apathetic crowd I'd ever been in front of from the get go. Like, yeah. how soon there was, did you realize? Well, I, I, I was listening to the the <laughs> piano player as they were being seated. He had some original songs, and they yeah. were kind of funny. And I'm like, they were just just nothing there was nothing going on I'm like, how do you oh, handle that oh, i didn't handle it well i have you seen the you know every oh it's 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 pretty notable in the comedy world the bill burr meltdown when he was in um he was in philadelphia uh-huh. doing the yeah. opening opening anthony thing uh it was very similar to that it was very similar to that because I, I you know i started with my smiley happy everything right. and they were just nothing nothing, nothing. nothing. And then I made the mistake. Um, uh, uh, you know, I started. I started like my ex- expectations were coming down. I was like happy, happy, hey, excited, da 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 da. And then they were just beating me down pretty quick. Right. And I'm like, okay, oh. all right, all right, another one. Really, you didn't like that one? So I did the local stuff that I've been doing and working all week, and just nothing. And then I'm like, all right, um, okay, uh, what what do you guys want to talk about? <laughs> Which was kind of a mistake. But the, and this guy in the back of the room is like the next comedian. <laughs> so, and I'm oh, like, oh good. man, that one's right in the gut. And that one's, I mean, it was it was a great line. I mean, Hot, as right. a comedian, I mean, that's a <clears> funny <throat> line. And and but the, the thing that drove me nuts is that the the crowd laughed really hard at this guy. Yeah, and um, I'm like, okay, so they do understand humor, sure. And I'm like, and I had already explained to him, I, you know, you guys lost money at the casino. I didn't get it, so you're you're not <laughs> winning by by not laughing at me, and so. And it was it was I stayed up there for thirty minutes and I I, I actually <laughs> it was so bad I threatened to fight the entire entire audience. Nice, yes. oh, that's I a threatened. good way to get them over. I, I'm like I will take each and every one of you outside of this room <laughs> and personally show you what's not funny. <laughs> and that's right. like how I don't know if I and used to seem like when I came off stage I mean, the, the the guy who was uh, closing that show his right. eyes were like this big oh my and I just God. went up to him like hey hot crowd have fun out you, there. Oh, <laughs> How do you recover from that? Like, what do you? Yeah, you just. Well, I, 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 I <clears throat> when I was on stage, I had, I was just filled with just. I didn't get this. I've right. never experienced this thing before. And I'm like, I, I, I felt like I could take them all, all yeah. 250 of them. Yeah. I could take them. Um, but then it's like when I got off stage, I'm like, oh, you know what? I, I better not hang around this room because somebody might take me up take on that. <laughs> yeah, you know, and it's, it's interesting. I, I always would like to know how to recover. You know. I stopped reading like comments in social media sometimes because mm-hmm. people are just vicious. They're trolls, and mm-hmm. I'm just like, ugh, whatever. And um, someone who loved the art of stand-up comedy and growing up through the 80s and 90s, or especially the 80s when it was peak, yeah, yeah, right. You know, uh, I think it was not a couple of years ago, a few years ago. I remember Gilbert Gottfried. I think he was on Howard Stern, and he talked about like whenever he knows that the audience is turning he just like his philosophy is he goes then i just make it worse 
he goes, my philosophy is if they don't like this joke, they're going to hate the next joke. And they're gonna, and I'm like going, so he like savors the discomfort, oh, yeah, yeah. which I can't do. How do you like? I was, like, I was never you, like you, that though. I right. was always, I was wanted to be loved. You know, okay. I need to be loved. This is my mechanism to be loved. Um, and so I always fought to be loved, and it's like it would hurt me more. Like sure, Gilbert has he's more caustic. How me. how early on in the stand up career did this happen? Um, that was pretty deep into it. I think I was about thirteen years in, wow. maybe something like that. Okay. And and I, I, I you know. You know, you, you like early on in the career, you you have some you know things that happen, and right. it'll strengthen you. If you if you go look at what happened, like you know, I had somebody talk back to me early on when I was doing well, and I'm like, she's like, said something I don't even remember what it was. I'm like, why did she do that? You know, what could I have done? And right. then you you break it down, and then I then I could I can handle it. I can handle pretty much every situation, and right. as long as you're confident on stage and you and you're doing well, then people tend to let you do your thing, right? But um, sometimes, you know, the blood gets in the water and the yeah. sharks. <laughs> well, it, it's the only job I know. Again, when I talk about that instant, there's an instant reply. There's instant gratification or disgratification right there. Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason, people find it acceptable to, like, talk back. Mm-hmm. Like, and just yell. Like, if they don't like it. Mm-hmm. it and it, it, it's... It's it's crazy and and like I said I, I don't know if I have the courage or the fortitude so I give you all the credit in the world for for getting and doing it for twenty years yeah, yeah. so was it at about that time when you said I want to go into acting <laughs> <laughs> well <laughs> how do I do that I don't know if it was like well I always <laughs> loved acting too when I was a kid I was watching I watched these uh, I mean I'm, I'm I'm dating myself here but like. Uh, I can't even remember what was the, the only um, dates I get. <laughs> the uh, what was that show? Vegas. Vegas uh, with Robert Euro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Great yeah. Show. I was like, oh, I want to do Dan what that Tana. guy's doing. I want to do. Yeah, no, the show was awesome. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and that was like way back. You know, push that back. Um, but then, you know, I uh, had some comedian friends that were, you know, they were also did some commercial acting and stuff. And I'm, I'm like, well, I, you know, I, I want to go do some of that stuff. You know, sure. And so I just went into an and a talent agency, and I'm like, hey, um, is this good? <laughs> and they're like, do you have some headshots? I'm like, yeah. And they're like, okay, we can we can send you out on some stuff. Yeah, nice. yeah. So I mean, like, and I booked a national commercial like pretty quickly. Really? Yeah. And I was like, and I was the only one speaking in the commercial, and there was like 300 extras there. I mean, and and the film crew was big. I'd yeah. never been on a set before ever. Oh my god. Ever. And so I've got a lot of pressure on me. Uh, that was building up throughout the day, you know, because I thought as an untrained <clears throat> person that I was going to go in there and do my line maybe two or three times and we're going to be done. Jeez. <laughs> and so you know, that's not how it works right. and on, on a film set. They want to get as much coverage, much, you know, uh, everything. And, and just like we would have to do audio after we'd already shot our video and they'd be like, cut, do it again, cut, do it again, cut, do it again. I'm like, oh, man. In my head, I was I was interpreting that as as a You're failure, doing a bad job. Yeah, and okay. then and then I became smaller and smaller and smaller, and it's harder for them to get what they want. Right. But it's, that's just as you know. Do you uh, remember what the commercial was for? Yes, I do. Um, it was it was for a company. I think it got gobbled up by a bigger <laughs> company, but it was it was called Grill to Go. Okay, and um, it was this portable grill. So the commercial was this, there's a race car going around Indianapolis 500, right. Indianapolis Motor Speedway. And there's a grill on the back of the fin of the race car. So it pulls in. They pull the grill out. 
cook up a hamburger really fast and put it back in and take off. And then me and my flunky buddies are there with a charcoal grill trying to get our thing started, and and the car gets pushed out. And I'm like, whoa, that's tailgating. That was my line. (laughs) That was my line. And um and you know they had a camera on a boom truck that was you know driving like forty yards to come in you know right. to you know you had to do all the choreography of hitting it on the line and the way the way they wanted the angle of your head and the stuff I wasn't used to, and so I forgot that I was mic'd up yeah during the resetting of everything and I did the classic you know it's talking to these the the guys next to me my my grill buddies. And I was saying some bad things, and uh, it was recorded. So. Oh, sweet! And then Did I we went in for hear? yeah, and I went in for an audition like a, about six months later uh, for something else. And I'm and they're like, Dan, tell us a little bit about yourself. I'm like, Yeah, I, I just shot a national commercial, and they're like, Oh, what was it? And I told them, and they're like, Oh, that was our commercial. All right, oh, Dan, thanks for coming in. Thanks nice. <laughs> nice. It wasn't anything like the Orson Welles burned down or the William Shatner, like those tapes that that get out there. Oh, okay. You yeah, heard yeah. about that? No, those? no, no. Oh, just 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 Google or YouTube, uh-huh. and like it's just uh, uh, Orson Welles where he's doing "There Is No Wine Before It's Time." Those those uh-huh, commercials, uh-huh. and he just like oh, goes yeah, off. Don't yes, tell yeah, me. Yeah. And then there's a classic William Shatner, big Star Trek fan, where he was he was looping dialogue for the animated show. Mm-hmm. Or something, and the guy's like, "Okay, can we get this done this way?" You say sabotage, not sabotage. He goes, "Or sabotage, not sabotage." He goes, "You say sabotage, I say sabotage." <laughs> and he's like, "Don't tell me what to do. You sicken me." And and like, and this is all on tape. They're great behind the, the oh, scenes yeah. footage. So you have your own. Uh, I'd love to hear that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you get this commercial. Meanwhile, back at the ranch, what's the family thinking? I mean. Um, well, I've already moved out. I was like one of the, I'm the only one who kind of moved away. Right. You know, my family's from Indiana and they were all pretty much, uh, congregated there. But you're on a national commercial yeah, at this point. Yeah. But it's like, like I only saw it maybe, it ran for a couple years. I only saw okay. it like, uh, once or twice. And then, you know, I, 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 my comedian friends would be all around the country. Hey, you know, texting me. Hey, I just saw you on TV. I'm like, okay, what channel are you on? And what's it on in my market where I'm at? So... So I didn't really get to see it very often. So right. um, it wasn't like uh, it wasn't like a huge high, you know. It wasn't like flow from uh, right. progressive, you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she's everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. But but I mean, at this point though, your family has to understand. And he's actually make a career out of it. Yeah, he's not asking us for yeah. money anymore. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> so they're like, good for him. Good for him. Yeah, good for him. Yeah, so. so so that acceptance must have helped somewhat too going yeah. forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. So. So going from commercials, you're still doing stand-up comedy. How does this get you into acting? Well, I knew that I didn't do the job that I should have done on that um, on that first commercial. Okay. You know, I mean, it's like, okay, I don't know. I don't know what it's like to be. I need to get some training to be in this environment to do very well. Right. So where I was living at the time, that I was living in Indianapolis, there was there was not good on camera training. So, uh, you know, I I date. I might sidetrack the story, but it's okay. Um, uh, I dated a girl in college for about a month, and then she found me on the internet when I was the number one searchable Dan Davidson. <laughs> Might have been Alta Vista. I'm not sure. <laughs> um, and so, Alta Vista. you know, we had we dated for a month in college, and then she looked me up probably 
18 years later, and and then I ended up we're we're married now. Fantastic. Congratulations. Yeah. And so I That's moved great... to where she she's she lives in Denver. So I moved there and then I had the access to some on camera training. Oh nice. And so I'm like, okay, all right. So I really dove into it and, and really put a lot of time into it. So you went to in. school? Mm-hmm. Well, or, I mean in, in or, or classes. You, in classes, classes. Yeah, sure. Yeah, absolutely. That's fantastic. So from there, so now on on camera training, you did more commercials, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Commercials pay Pretty decent. Yeah, they're they're, like they're pretty they, decent, they, and a lot of industrials as well. Yeah. I mean, like I I have, I can do like ear prompter stuff and, and right. teleprompter stuff. Um, I just did one not too long ago, and the guy's like, "Man, you're you're getting this," and it's really dry copy. It's just yeah. horrible, and it's about stuff I don't know what it is, <laughs> but I'm just <laughs> you got to say it like you know what you're doing, and uh, and then the guy's like, "Man, I." You're, you're you're doing this in half the time we had the guy last year. So, That's awesome. Yeah. So, uh, so those <clears throat> industrials they they tend to pay pretty well too. So, all right. So now, tell us about when you graduate, like from doing commercials, you're on TV, mm-hmm. right? And then you make it to film. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I want to talk about. So, but this is a long process. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's a long process. You work really hard at it. Um, you build up. You you have a family you're in you still reside in Denver for what I, I understand I Denver, yes right so when it comes to a movie like Sicario 2 okay um living off the first film which was really popular critics mm-hmm. audiences really liked it they decided to it's make great. a sequel um Josh Brolin Benicio Del Toro decide to come back they do what I felt was the most boldest thing is they that they make uh, a standalone movie. Mm-hmm. They, they make it completely different from mm-hmm. the first one. So going into it, how did this come up on your radar? How did you? How did you get the gig? Let's well, I, I had um, <clears throat> you know studied acting for I mean multiple sources, uh, teachers and stuff through about five years in Denver, and then I was watching some other actors. They were going down to New Mexico. And they, so I, I got an agent down in New Mexico and then she started sending me out and, and I could not get in front of, um, one of the casting directors who does a lot of the big movies that come through New Mexico. Right. Um, I, I just couldn't get in front of her. I kept, you know, asking my agent, I'm like, I'm seeing other people of my, my brand and my age going in for these roles I'm like, and I, I just couldn't get in there. So I took a casting workshop with that with that particular casting director. Okay. And I know there's, you know, been the whole thing out here over the last couple of years, but um, it it okay. paid off tremendously for me because um, once I got in front of her and, and we treated, you know, I treated her workshop very professionally. I went in there and did the work. She handed us great scripts on the end of Saturday to come in and prepare it like an audition for a Sunday. And, and it's, it's a great script. It's also by uh, uh, Taylor, Taylor Sheridan. Sheridan. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Hell or High Water. Uh, oh. Yeah, Hell or High Water. Movies. But on the script, when I, I, it was they had the working title on it. Right. So I was like, oh man, this is great. This is great. Where did this thing come from? So I tried to do all the research. Which character? Were, were it, it was it was a uh, the the. Um, the uh, lawyer guy. Um, okay. he, I mean, he was he was talking to the two two young men. Yeah, saying, "Hey, this is where right. you really should put your money." You know, right, I'll, right, I'll right. So I went in there and and did that in, in her workshop, and you know, everybody recorded their scenes, and we watched it. And she and that casting director was like, "Wow, um, did you guys see how natural that was for?" 
she's like, and then I was in her office within a week, and then that's awesome. And then booked the first thing that I auditioned for, and so um, then I got on her radar, and it's like, okay, now she trusts me, and because right. she, cause like initially that first part that I booked was really small, and she's like, are you willing to to work for this? You know, I'm like, absolutely. I'm 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 here developing a relationship. Right. That's what I'm doing. You know, I need you to understand that I'm always going to be here. I'm, I'm going to be professional. Right. And, and I'm, I'm going to be here. I, I want you to go back to one thing that you, you just said that really stuck out to me as, you know, you really want to make it in this business. And she asks you, this is small. Are you really willing mm-hmm. to do this? Mm-hmm. Your answer, I just hear that answer again because I think it's very important for everybody to know. Like said, like, absolutely. absolutely, absolutely. I mean, I mean, I'm building. <clears throat> I'm trying to build a career. Yeah, and you don't build a career by saying no, right? Um, so yes, I will do this. Um, and then, and then, you know, and then she trusts me, and she knows that okay, I'm, I can use this guy. I know he's going to come prepared for his auditions, and he's 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 good to go. Okay, yeah. so what was. Uh... You still with this person, this casting person? Well, I mean, that's that's a casting person. I have an agent down there that that delivers me to her. Yeah, Um, has she helped you? Not helped you, but has she relied upon you mm -hmm. for 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 roles since? And yeah, yeah, Um, yeah. She she's brought me in. I mean, uh, when I you could say her name, uh, the the casting director or my agent, both. Lynette, Lynette O'Connor is my agent. She's wonderful. She's 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 a true pro. Right. And Joa Joanna Bolden is the casting director nice. there. Yeah, and yeah. she does a lot of great work. Hell or High Water. She was on, did that. as it's well. It's such a good movie. Yeah. And Taylor Sheridan. Will, I, I want to talk about Sicario. So, yeah, why don't we talk about you? How did that come on your radar? And how did you end up getting the movie? Well, I had I I had read for another movie that I th- I could have swore I, I I booked it. And and I was like one of my, another one of my favorite actors. This was going to be my big film debut. I'm like, was it Jessica Chastain? Because I heard that. <laughs> oh, I've, that's a no, dream no, no. project <laughs> to work with. No, her. It was Tommy Lee Jones. It was, oh, it was, okay. Uh, it would have been a scene with Tommy Lee Jones. Slouch. And yeah, <laughs> and I uh, I went in, auditioned in my in my first read, and then got a call back in front of the director, and the director was uh, uh, Ron Shelton, who mm. you know. Uh, Tin Cup, Trump, yeah, yeah Bulldorm, yeah, they, favorite movies, and so it, it was pretty funny because um, I was relatively still new to this casting director. This is my first, you know, you, you're going to be, you got a call back in front of the director. I'm like, oh, I, you know, I'm looking up. I'm like, oh my lord, this guy's huge, yeah. you know. And so I go into the casting office, and and Ron's it's just Ron, the casting director, and the person working the camera, right. And then right before you walk into that room, there's a big sign that says, do not shake hands. And I'm just like, I never do. You just never do. Right. You know, so they see so many people, they don't want to be touching everyone. Mm-hmm. So there's just, I, that's the last thing I saw right before, do not shake hands. I walk in the room, hit my mark, and Ron's in this chair, in this comfy chair in the corner that he fights to get out of. You know, he's <laughs> just like getting up and standing out. He reaches out his hand, and I'm like... Oh, is this a trick? Is this a trick? It says, like, do not shake hands. He offers his hand to me. And I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm going for it. <laughs> and so I did the read, and he didn't, um, the casting director said, do you want to redirect? And he's like, no, that was exactly the guy. And so I'm like, I walk out of there, and I'm, you know, and I'm calling all my buddies, telling them I booked a movie. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> and, Why and not celebrate? I heard nothing. Heard nothing. And I think it got written out, but... Um, 
And so shortly thereafter, I got to I, I did my first read for uh, Sicario Two. Right. And I'm like, oh, and I read for two different parts too. You and did, I, yeah, yeah. Um, and so I was super stoked, super stoked. And then I got the call back for one of them, the one that I booked, and and then I, it was a little different you know, for me, you know, uh, because all the producers were in the room as well. They were, yeah. Okay. I mean, so, so it's you, a, okay. So we uh, just want to back up for, for for a second. So did you know it was Sicario too, or were they going under a different name? No, I, I knew it was Sicario. Sicario yeah. Oh, they, they named it something <clears throat> a different working title. It was just called right. Soldado. Okay. Yeah, but you know, you could do the research on in the script. Sure. I could see Matt Graver. I'm like, right. okay, so I, know, I know where okay. we're going. I know where we're going. With this. Nice. And your first audition was in front of the producers. No, 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 no. Actually, the first read I read for two different parts, and then I actually. Uh, spent more time on the part that I didn't get. What was that part? Uh, it got just written curious. out. It just got, got written, written out. out. It got written out. I saw the guy who who I saw the picture on the IMDb of the guy who booked it. I'm like, oh, that guy looks. He looks that part. Um, a naval admiral. You know? uh-huh. And I'm like, oh, that that guy's that. Um, so, and then you know, lucky for me, I, I mean, I got into the movie. So, right. you know, like he his part got cut. So, um, how long was the process? Like, it was relatively quick. Right. I mean, I, I did the first read, and I think the callback was within a week. Nice. And then I was driving back home from Albuquerque, and I booked it. You booked it? Yeah. I nice. was within a couple hours. So did you do any of the lines? Like, I, I mean, because you work opposite Josh Boland. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. Did you have to work with him at all, or was he he's not not even prior there. to being on the set? No, right. no, no, no. Um, because like I went in and it was like, hey, when you're in that audition, you have to make that room your own. You're the only one not getting paid, so right. you better do what you want to do. Sure. And so, and I, you know, taken so much coaching and stuff, and I'm like, I'm okay. This, you know, I walked in, I saw all the all the producers. You know, I mean, they were crammed in the small little room, right. and I just walked in. I'm like, eh, it's a Looks like there's a party going on in here. Yeah. Just said it like, and just went right to my mark. And, you know, casting director asked me something. And then, you know, if, if, as long as you're in control of everything, yeah. they just want somebody that's going to be really not difficult and, and pretty easy to work with on a set, sure. you know, and somebody who's, who's highly professional. So um, I did it, got some redirection from Stefano. And, um, and then I walked out. And I'm like, oh, I got pretty close on that one. I didn't even no, think I got it. And really? Then, and then within two hours, you know, I get the phone call That's from fantastic. my agent. You know. So you show up first day. Are you nervous? Uh, you know what your scene is. Surprisingly, so. I was um, I was not that nervous. Right. You know, I mean, I'd, I'd worked on the scene, worked on the scene, felt very comfortable with it. And then, you know, you're I'm sitting in my trailer for a long time, you know, because, like, there was a scene prior um, that was being shot that w- they went a little long on. Okay. Uh, it was a, a more, an intense scene. Um, and so so I had plenty of time. And I had plenty of time to calibrate to the set. You know, you're on campus. Yep. And, and like, actually, I got a little nervous. I was uh, eating lunch and, you know, it was a packed, packed, you know, it's one of those big trucks right. that just spreads out and there's like 200 people yeah. in a cafeteria, mobile cafeteria. <laughs> and I love craft services. I know. What were they serving? 
I worked in a movie once, and we had it was it was amazing. I was like, Jesus, this is great. Yeah, working. It was fantastic. I mean, just they had all kinds of stuff. It was just everything that you wanted. And um, so you know, the crew. There's, I mean, there's just a ton of crew there. And uh, Benicio del Toro had come in that day for his fittings and stuff. He wasn't going to be working that day. And so I had plopped down, sat right across from this crew guy. And, you know, he didn't look at me when I sat down. So I'm like, okay, all right. It's just going to, I'm going to eat my lunch by myself. This is how this is right go. next to him is Benicio Latour. <laughs> I didn't even know it. Because, you know, he's just not shaven. He's not cleaned up. And right. he's just he's just in for a fitting, talking, you know. And, and I'm like, and it wasn't until I started to get up. I'm like, oh, oh, <laughs> oh, shit. That's, that's Benicio Del Toro. Um, okay, be cool, be cool. And so, yeah, he was, it was. It was Did you say hi? No, I, I, I mean. You, know, yeah, you, yeah, you want to? You yeah. don't want to cramp a style. Here. How hard is it? You're obviously a fan of movies, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It's hard, huh? Like, yeah, yeah. especially if somebody be like, oh, "Okay, I got to be professional here. Yeah, I, this is a gig I want. I don't want to lose it, and I don't want the reputation, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. But but it's really uh, pretty awesome, though. Like, I, I don't know if you want to jump this far, but like when we, sure. I'm on yeah. set with, yeah. um, you know, I'm. I am on set with Josh, and he he comes busting in because he was doing that scene, the interrogation scene prior to oh. our scene. That was and, a light in the slapper. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I mean, he's he's coming in, and we're you know we we're up against uh, we're looking at we might go into overtime, and that's not. I don't want to be that to be the first, you know, my first big thing, you know, that I'm doing that you're okay. Now everybody, everybody has to be perfect because we're right. running out of time. Uh, so uh, he comes in and he's he's really chill. He was so cool and easy to work with. Yeah. Um, and so we, you know, got did the camera rehearsal and everything. And there was there was one time he he just he lost his line. It was great because he's like. Uh, he stood up, you know, and because he was walking away, and um, he just froze. And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, mm, Josh, put a little extra mustard on this take. <laughs> but he's like, um, man, you said that so well. I just, I just, I lost my line. <laughs> I lost my line. I'm like, all right, all right, I can hang with this guy. I can hang with him. Nice. And, and then uh, it was pretty funny because, like, he was joking around with me. Sure. He was joking around. He had like an eat a vape cigarette. He was blowing out. Yeah. And he's like. Um, I got THC in there. Keeps me calm. Good. <laughs> and he didn't know that I was a comedian. I'm like, Josh, I got heroin going in my foot right now. I'm as good <laughs> as it gets. And he's like, who is this guy? <laughs> so it, it was, I mean, it was it, like he, he felt like he re- relaxed. I mean, everybody well, kind of relaxed right into it. That's that's actually such a, it's such a pleasure. It's, it's a pleasure to hear. Mm-hmm. You know, I always hate when you hear bad stories about people that you admire mm-hmm. on the screen. And we were talking like he's had an exceptional year mm-hmm. as well. Oh, he's and, killing it. And I, I can't even imagine like going up. Uh, you're in this set. You're doing a, a, a highly anticipated sequel. It's coming out in the summertime. Mm-hmm. And you're working against Josh Brolin, who, you know. Did you did you think of the Goonies song at all while well, you were? It's like oh my god! You know, I, I was going to do Goonies. this. I was going to do this um, because I, I when I went down for my fitting, I ended up <clears throat> I got pulled over for speeding. Right? I was uh, the cop pulls me over and I'm like I never try and get out of tickets if I ever get them, you know. And I'm like okay, I'm 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 going to get out of this ticket. And I'm like uh, so I'm like he, the cop comes up and he's like uh, you know how fast you're going? And I'm like uh, sorry sir, I was, I was I was a little excited. I'm getting ready to. Shoot a scene with Josh Brolin, and I thought that would get me out of the ticket. Oh, and he's like, um, double the fine. not familiar, not familiar. And I'm not like, fam- oh, 
Oh, okay. Uh, he was in No Country for Old Men. Don't know it. And I started going through all of Josh's IMDb credits. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and he's like, "Well, my wife and I, we don't watch movies." So, um, uh, and then he he went mm-hmm. back into his car. Yeah, yeah, because because I said I, I went I went way back into. I'm like Goonies. You remember Goonies? And he's like, "Oh, see so the guy with the bandana." I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." And so then he goes back in his car, Googles everything. I can see him Googling. He's Googling me. He's Googling Josh. And then he awesome. comes back and gives me a discounted ticket. <laughs> a d- not a full, not a, not a, just, just a warning. But It was a red tag yeah. ticket. So awesome. I was Clearance. I was thinking I was going to do this when I got to say, but I didn't do it because we were up against the, the, the time. But I was going to give Josh like 30 bucks and say, that's for getting me on a half a ticket. That's you know? <laughs> you Did you ever tell him the story? No, no. You no. never got to tell him the yeah, story. Yeah, at the, at the, we were at the premiere. I mean, it's, it's so chaotic on the carpet. Sure. So, yeah. I didn't get to, get to speak to him. So, so uh, and now, how long was that? How long were you on set for? How long were you shooting for? Oh, I was, on, was I was on set for one day. One day. One day, yeah, yeah. So, how many times did they have to... So they didn't go over time. Uh, no, no, it. it's like uh, our, the scene, the way we did it. You know, it's it was it was actually great for me because you know, from my understanding, a lot of times is what happens is they'll they'll shoot the the star last, right? You know, um, but we got on set. Josh was doing everything, all the close. You know, we did the medium shots, and then and then and then the cameras were behind me on him doing his close ups, and so I got comfortable saying my words, you know, mm-hmm. and, and everything. And then once they f- flipped the cameras around, put them behind Josh Dade, which was awesome, you know, and, and he he was just giving me everything I wanted. And the director Stefano was just amazing to work That's with. That's amazing. You know? That's how great did you feel like leaving set that day? That was like, awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. I was did on Josh cloud nine. Give you like any great words of encouragement? And say, hey, no, it's, it's like I, I had you? told him he had um, he had uh, sh- uh, shot a movie, Only the Brave, and I had a friend right. of mine who was playing one of the firemen in that movie, and, so, um, and I told him. So, yeah, yeah, and so I'm like, hey, that's uh, I use the character name. I said, uh, Wojcik says hello, and he's like, oh, you know him. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to have dinner with him right now. And he's yeah. like, oh, that's great. Tell him I said, hey. Again, when you say he's been having a really good year, that is a very underserved, yeah. underrated movie. Yeah. It's such a Absolutely. well done yeah. movie. So that's amazing. I understand you might want to get into producing as well. Like, what's next? Like, well, I'm just trying to. Spread out like I, I, I really want to do a, a lot more acting. You know, I've, I, I got on a, a television show uh, that, and got in a scene with Anne Hayes as well, which is it was great. It was just absolutely fantastic. So I'm trying to build my my acting resume here, and then and and then also get into writing as well. Into writing, yeah. yeah. And you still have your foot in in comedy, yeah. yeah. Right, yeah. We were talking out there. You mentioned something about your serious X album. You have a yeah. I have a, a comedy CD that's. I mean, it's been out for a little while, but it still okay. still plays okay. on sure. uh, XM and Sirius Radio. Nice, yeah, yeah. nice. So my other question too. We'll wrap up in a little bit, but so you go to the premiere. Mm-hmm. Right, it's a big it's Sony. It's a yeah, big premiere, huge, right? Huge. So you stay for the movie, of course. Right? <laughs> yes, I okay. do. Well, some people, like you know, I, I can understand. I'd stay for the movie, but you have a hard time seeing yourself up in the big screen. Um, it's 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 bizarre. It's bizarre. Do I have a hard time? <clears throat> I don't think so. Um, but you know, like what happens is, you know, especially. You see yourself on on screen, and it, 
they never use the take you want. I mean, the way you think that right. it's gone down. Because like when we were on set, um, you know, Stefano was out in the hallway as I'm doing. They're doing the close-ups for me. And so he would come back in, and he kept telling the uh, cinematographer to go tighter. Let's go tighter on this guy. You know, he's like to me, and I'm like, oh, those, that's that is awesome. That is awesome. <laughs> I'm, I'm just like, uh, I was just waiting for it. So, so uh, in, in my head, I'm thinking my my eyeballs are going to be on the screen, <laughs> and so I mean, the way they shoot it, it doesn't work out that way. Because I'm like, my head's going to be as big as Josh Brolin's. But, <laughs> and then, do you get hypercritical of yourself? I try not to. I, I try not to because I mean, like you're, you're, you're. It's not the story of uh, Colonel Kenneth Walter. Understood. It's not that story. No. You know, so you are supporting this larger thing. So you got to keep everything in perspective. You know, I'm not going to be like uh, hypercritical. Um, there, it, it's it's amazing as you continue to study the craft mm-hmm. and use different techniques and stuff like that. Then you're like, oh, I would. I wish I would have known that when I was shooting that. Well, that brings me up because I wanted to make the parallel from stand-up comedy because I'm sure in stand-up comedy, you're doing it for so long that you are hypercritical of a joke. Like, you know, "Ah, it didn't really work or Mm -hmm. I have to I have to tweak this down. I have to tweak this a little. Mm -hmm. I would figure similar holds true for acting like, oh, I'm like, well, what if I did this? But I mean, it's already on. Yeah, film, yeah, it's, digital. It's, it's done. done. It's, it's done. done. You got to let it go, and then you but grow you from learn. that. Yeah, yeah, you grow from that. Uh, any chance of you and being in the sequel? Um, uh, I would, I would love to. Um, uh, my my character stays alive. Yeah, one of the few. <laughs> <laughs> one exactly. of the few. Yeah, it, we we talked about this movie and 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 its themes and everything. So I think it's rare for uh, a summer movie of all things, a summer movie to come out being as thematic. And dramatic, suspenseful. We talked about the score. So I say kudos to you. What are you doing next? What do you want to do next? Yeah, what are you doing next? I, I want to get more experience on set and, yeah. and, and and go from there and start. You know, you it's you have to kind of do your own work if in between all sure. the stuff, you know. So right. do, doing writing and producing and, and creating some of my own content and start what putting on What kind of festivals. content is that? Like, what is there a genre you want to work in? Well, um, naturally, my first thing that I'm starting, I'm writing is is a comedy. It's just that a straight sense. up comedy. It's just a buddy comedy thing. Yeah. So um, we'll see how that goes. I love doing the drama, though. I right. absolutely love doing the drama. I, I love making people cry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I heard about that. It, it, it's so odd. It's almost like the reverse engineering. You know, growing up in the '80s, mm-hmm. uh, late '70s, '80s. The comedians, like from Saturday Night Live, Second City Television, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they would all go in and star in comedies. Mm-hmm. comedies. And then it would be a little while before they got that drama role. Yeah. Like John Belushi at Continental Divide, great movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bill Murray, like Razor's Edge uh, and such. So it, Robin Williams. Uh, yeah, Robin Williams, great. Fisher uh, King. Oh, yeah. oh my God, yeah. yeah. And, and, and uh, you're starting off with drama. <laughs> and you're going to work your way and the comedian's going to start off with drama making people cry and then he's going to make them laugh <laughs> so I look forward to you making us laugh uh, not so much crying we, we can do enough of that uh, yeah I always think the movie should be very entertaining Sicario is uh, it's out in your theaters Sicario 2 Dave Soledado it's out in theaters right now uh, very suspenseful very rated R You'll get to see David very rated the, R. The, 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 the very rated R. Yeah, I was talking about this. Let me ask you this: You have a family? Uh, I don't have any kids. To, okay, no, no. got married late. So, well, yeah, uh, the theater that I saw this in, I, I saw her parent had had the kid couldn't have been 
more than 12. Oh, yeah. That, um, that, might, be a little, you, that might be a what little. What are you yeah. doing? Yeah. Like, it, this is very rated R, which, again, I think it's a bold move to, to release a movie like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a sequel. I don't know if we can call it franchise yet. Uh, but you you saw the they're leading towards the third. Yeah, yeah, they're leading towards the third. Let me. Yeah, one, one other thing too. We talked about this when we talked about Sicario. This movie, I think, it was just this crazy twist of fate. I worked in distribution for a long time, so mm-hmm. I know what it takes to pick a release date for a film. Mm-hmm. And this happens every now and then. It's that stupid, still that that dumb coincidence. So this movie obviously has to do with a lot of border mm-hmm. immigration yeah, and things. Yeah. And the movie comes out at probably one of the hottest flashpoints that's going on today, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Does that go, oh, my God, what the hell? Like, Because I, I could picture like people at Sony like either concerned, yeah. nervous, because yeah. it's, it's a major part of this yeah. movie and what it means. What was your take on... Like and again, it's not Sony's fault. They could have had. They had no idea. Taylor exactly. Sheridan, no idea. Exactly. I mean, right. he, he wrote it several years prior. I, exactly. Yeah. There's no way. There's no, no way. And it's it's not it's it's not as I mean yeah it's part of the storyline, but it's not it's not the only sole thing, and it's not it doesn't right. it doesn't exactly reflect what's going on out yeah. there. So did you have a, what was one of your favorite parts in the movie outside of your scene? Um, uh, that, that you enjoyed. About. I, I I love the scene um, when Benicio's character and the, and the young girl met the deaf guy. Yeah, that was that was a exactly. fantastic scene. That yeah. was beautiful. That was a really great scene, which led into another one of my favorite scenes. Is when uh, uh, Matt has to call Alejandro and tell him, "I, I gotta, we're we're, we're done," mm-hmm. and he's more or less telling him. Yeah, I got to come after you now. Mm-hmm. Like that yeah, scene yeah. played off. It was beautiful. It was so yeah. well done. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's, it's performance elevates the writing. It's great writing, yeah. mm-hmm. but you got to have the right performance yeah. uh, to, to, to bring Those that guys to have life. such great presence. Uh, just and presence, really good just, charisma together. Yeah. Uh, yeah, everything. So, well, listen, I cannot thank you enough for telling us and sharing your story. Uh, really, it's been fantastic getting to know you. Uh, I wish you and the rest of our anatomy of movie family wish you continued success. Oh, thank Keep you. doing what you're doing. Uh, are you appearing in any clubs that you can promote? Um, uh, I'm doing some something. private shows. That uh, Private shows? Yeah. How, how do we break into the private shows? <laughs> how do you we get it shared? You, be, like, you, do, you, you become uh, super famous like Peyton Manning and right. then, uh, you'll get me to come to do your uh, charity shows. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Well, good for you. And again, continued success. Continued success for Sicario too. It's been doing really well. It, yeah, it overperformed. Yeah. Uh, beat out its first one. We hope oh. to see you in the third and we'll have you coming back yeah it's it's great for the soundtrack as i said to enjoy a scotch and a fine cigar this isn't quite the music that that (laughs) i don't want to be like oh my god (laughs) but uh, again thank you so much for being on board and coming over hope you had a good time thank you for sharing those great stories with uh with me and all the fans i hope you enjoyed stay tuned for uh popcorn talks anatomy of a movie where we'll be talking about the rest of our summer movies do you have any social media where people can follow you i do i do i have a facebook.com slash 
slash go see Dan. That'll kind of, that'll kind of lead you right to where I need where you need to be. And Twitter at the Dan Davidson. The Dan, the Dan Davidson. I, I will follow you. I will support you on Twitter, and you can follow me on Twitter at dmovies one seven zero one. Uh, at dmovies one seven zero one. Well, thank you all uh, for for joining us on this fantastic interview and getting to know Dan. Thank God you are not a country musician from Canada. <laughs> Nothing against Canada. Well, almost everything against country music for me. That's just me. I know a lot of people love it. But, hey, our Canada, I, they're still our friends. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, I'm glad that, that you came by. Thank you so much. Continued success. Please let us know what you're doing so we can promote you. Absolutely. Thank All you. All right. Thank you very much. From producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of its owners or principal.